0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, kitties, and welcome to my world. I would come over and say hello to you, but it's just as easy for you to come to me. Yes, yes, come in. You've come to the right place. This is where you'll learn everything there is to know about your furry feline friends. I'm talking about cats. Yes, I know. We are positively perfect pets. What do you mean I have attitude? Why, of course I do. I'm a cat. It's called Catitude. As I was saying, this show is all about cats. Cats and... A new... Oh, yes! Oh, cats! So let me introduce you to my accomplice, I mean assistant and host of Catitude, Tom Doc. Okay, Tom. Tell them how wonderful we cats are. It's okay. You have my permission.
1: Hello again and welcome to the Catitude channel on PetLifeRadio.com. My name is Tom Doc, and as always, I am your host here, and we talk about everything that is feline, trying to learn about the health of our cats, how to take better care of them, and maybe just get a little bit of a history lesson with some of our breeds as well. So we're going to jump right into our show today, and I realize I'm a little behind in the times, uh, doing well and getting shows out, and then had some, oh, interruptions in my own life here, but we are back on track now uh, in a new location and doing great, When have a shout out and say hi to Jade Cropley from Canada who's been listening to Catitude she and her little kitty Mickey Mouser uh, wrote me an email the other day and uh, Jade, I just wanted to say hi it's a great picture of Mickey um, she looks absolutely adorable Mickey, by the way, is looks like a silver tabby has a nice big uh, M on the forehead there and a uh, real nice picture of her in fact, it's, it's captioned see me mortals and despair and I'm sure that there's a lot of us out there that have cats that are very much like that but Mickey is a very good cat Jay just had a question about what to do when she chews on plastic. And I actually put this question forward to several of our behaviorists uh, in the Veterinary News Network group as well as uh, looking online to see what I could find on the Veterinary Information Network. And honestly, there's not much that you can really do about that. There is a potential that you could offer up some different types of food and different shapes. Of course, offering things like the cat grass and a supply of toys, which Jade has already done, but for some kitties this is just an obsession, just a, a overactive curiosity, and of course that can cause a problem if they do swallow some of the plastic things that they chew on and can cause an obstruction. If you think your cat's having a big problem with this, definitely talk with your veterinarian. If behavior modification can't work, sometimes you can also go ahead and add in some Oh, medications like almost like kitty prozac type of stuff but uh, i hope it never gets to that case with mickey mouser here i hope that uh, jade and mickey do well and uh, she gets over her plastic obsession well we're gonna focus in on a couple other mutations you know we've talked about the uh Mutations in hair coat, and we're actually going to talk about mutations in ears today. We're going to talk about the Scottish Fold Cats, as well as the American Curls, which is kind of a new breed a lot of people are becoming interested in. But before we jump into that, I wanted to kind of show you something. In fact, those of you who have access to the internet and a computer, you definitely want to find Yoda, the four-eared cat. Now, I know that sounds really funny, but Yoda actually does have four ear flaps. Um, Does not actually have four ears, but there's an extra set of flaps behind the original ear flaps and this is just a very rare genetic condition and um, you see it every once in a while but yoda is a very very personable cat and if you want to see yoda definitely go to youtube and you can just type in yoda the four-eared cat and you'll find actually several videos about yoda so kind of a neat little kitty there other things that are happening in the news also, um, if you may have seen this in the news this week down in Peru in South America I believe the city is called Caniti. Caniti, Peru has an annual festival where they actually eat Cats. Now, before you guys get all too upset, um, you know, that is a different culture down there, but it's called the Gastronomical Festival of the Cat. It's a two-day event that happens at the end of September, and evidently they eat specially bred cats, and the locals there claim that it cures bronchial disease and also works as an aphrodisiac. Well, obviously PETA is very upset about this, and they've blasted this whole festival. And of course, for us, that's just something that we would not want to do, but That has been in the news this week. And then, of course, this is something that bothers me as well. The Russian premier, um, Alexander Putin, actually got a tiger cub for his birthday. Now, I'm not certain that I really agree with this kind of a birthday present. He has said that it will go to live in a zoo. But still, giving a wild animal as a birthday present probably is not a very good thing to do at all. Okay, enough of my uh, soapbox here. Let's um, start talking about not only those mutations, but we're going to get some information from the Veterinary News Network this week about obesity in cats, this um, coming... Oh, let's see. I think it's this coming Wednesday, October 15th, for those of you who are staying up to date on the weeks with me here, is National Prevent Pet Obesity Day here in North America, and we do know that our pets are greatly overweight, as are many of us. Before we get into all of this, though, we have to take a break and hear from our sponsors. Before we do that, though, it is my tradition that I want to give you guys a little bit of a trivia question. I've already mentioned Yoda, the 4 year cat. Um, and, of course, they named him Yoda because he looks like Yoda from Star Wars. My question to you, though, is why was Yoda given that name, that wise old Jedi master that you see in the Star Wars films, Why was he given that name? Do you know what the meaning of the word Yoda is? All right. We'll be right back after we hear from these
0: sponsors on
1: Pet Life Radio.
0: Ooh, do I hear a can being opened? I believe I smell tuna. Catitude will return after these messages. That should give me enough time to investigate what's going on in the kitchen. Don't have a hissy fit. We'll be right back. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com How dare they open a can of tuna and make a sandwich out of it I can see why some of my celebrity pals prefer lasagna Well, anyway, I did manage to grab myself the canary while I was in there Quiet bird, we're going to hear the rest of my show, Catitude If you behave, I may not eat you until later. Okay, Tom, you may continue.
1: And we are back on the Catitude channel at PetLifeRadio.com. This is Tom Doc, and today we are going to talk about the ear mutations in cats, specifically the Scottish Fold breed and the American Curl breed. I did give you a trivia question before we took our break, and that is basically, what does the word Yoda mean? Yoda, of course, is the wise old Jedi master in all of the Star Wars films, and of course Luke's mentor and the person who really helps him become all that he can be. Well, Yoda comes from either the Sanskrit Meaning warrior, or perhaps the Hebrew word meaning one who knows. And I think both of those fit Yoda pretty well. So there you go, another little piece of trivia information that you can file away. Thanks to your friends here at the Pet Life Radio and the Catitude channel. All right, we're jumping right in and talking about Scottish fold cats today. I tell you what, go to Google. Type in Scottish Fold and then search images. There are some absolutely just precious and gorgeous cats. I have not owned Scottish Folds myself in the past, but if you take a look at some of these cats that are on the page, there are all sorts of different colors from tabbies to gray and whites, black and whites, even at what looks like a shaded silver here. And of course, they all have the folded over ears that give them kind of that owl type look or a pixie type look some people have called it in the past where did the scottish folds come from well their history here is that this is a natural mutation and for many years in the 17th and 18th centuries there were a lot of stories especially coming out of china from sailors who said yes there are cats that have drop ears they're like lop-eared cats and A couple of them did make it to europe but none of them were ever bred and so the stories just kind of died out even though they persisted for so many years and then finally in 1961 in scotland in the tayside region which is northwest of dundee there was a white barn cat named susie and a gentleman by the name of william ross saw susie and asked the owner of susie hey can i have one of her kittens and sure enough Susie had those folded ears, and Susie produced kittens with the folded ears, and William Ross took a kitten by the name of Snooks, and Snooks is really the foundation of the entire Scottish fold breed. Susie, unfortunately, was killed by a car about three months after Snooks was born, although we can count Susie as kind of the mother of the breed. Snooks was really who got things started, and In 1978, the CFA actually granted the Scottish Fold Breed Championship status. Now, this is a dominant mutation, and what that means, again, is if one cat has folded ears and it's bred to a cat without folded ears, most of your kittens are going to have folded ears unless they get that recessive gene from both parents. Scottish Folds can be shown in either a folded ear or straight ear type, and it's actually to a point, we'll talk about this in a few minutes when we talk about their health, where they're trying not to breed a folded eared Scottish Fold with another folded eared Scottish Fold because of some skeletal problems that are going on. They do allow outcrosses with the Scottish Folds, Um, American Shorthairs and British Shorthairs are allowed, but the breed standard for Scottish Fold actually says that they should be a medium cat with a rounded, well-padded body and a short coat. They don't want them looking like the big, husky American short hairs or have the roundness of the British short hairs. So they want them somewhere in between. And as I've already said, they describe the face as being kind of pixie-like or an owl or even some people have called it a teddy bear type of appearance. Now when these Scottish Folds are born, their ears are actually straight. But by about three to four weeks is when you're going to start seeing the folding, if they're going to fold. Now remember, not all Scottish folds have folded ears. These guys are permissible in just about any color. They can be shown in everything. Like I said, these pictures show tabbies and solid grays and whites and bicolors and shadeds. The only thing, you can't show hybrids from chocolate or lavender, so you're going to stay away from the Himalayans and the Kashmirs and of course the Siamese pattering. There are no pointed Scottish Folds. Scottish Folds are known to have a very sweet disposition. They also adore human companionship. They seem to be a very quiet cat, not very vocal, and from... The veterinary practice that I've worked at in the past, we did have a few Scottish Folds and I would have to really agree with that where some cats get very loud and vocal and demanding, of attention in the veterinary practice scottish folds are just generally always very quiet and they seem to be very adaptable to lots of situations whether you're a single person living in an apartment or someone with a large family and dogs and other cats the scottish folds seem to get along very very well and again if you go to the cfa website cfa.org you can see some more pictures and there's a very pretty blue mackerel tabby and white scottish fold it's a long-haired male and let's see his name is mystery magical powers or pow ears is what it actually looks like and again there's several very pretty cats on here the second best of breed short hair is a tabby scottish fold and uh, her name let's see lucy lapis lazuli of rk gems and that's just a real pretty patched tabby and that's one of my favorite type of appearances for a cat now i did mention that they do have some health problems now these cats have used british short hairs in their background and their outcrossing, and british shorthairs if you recall from several shows ago are also related to the persian cats and so you're gonna probably see some polycystic kidney disease so in these cats in the scottish folds now remember there is a genetic test available and if your cat does test positive for this polycystic kidney disease you do not want to breed that cat you don't want to perpetuate this kind of problem because it causes the big stones to form in the kidneys and it's very very painful i mentioned earlier that there is a problem when you breed a folded eared scottish fold to another folded eared scottish fold and it's actually called osteochondritis um, other other names like osteodystrophy this is where the cat will get a lameness a reluctance to jump a very stiff gait to it and actually their joints almost seem to lock up and they don't know the mechanism at this point in time but they do know that generally it's only when you get the folded ears bred together and so most scottish fold breeders are moving away from that and hopefully we'll see this terrible disease go away They seem to also have some heart problems, some cardiomyopathy, which is any disease of the heart muscle. So you want to watch out for those things too. Definitely research your breeders before you go out and and buy this wonderful, adorable cat, this Scottish Fold. I think that you'll just fall in love with the face. If you liked that round face like the British Shorthairs or the Persians, you're definitely going to like this face too, um, especially with those ears folded down. Okay, well that's a little bit about the Scottish Folds. We also need to talk about American Curls. Now the American Curl is a cat that was actually developed and found here in the United States very very recent back in June of 1981 in Lakewood, California. Basically, a gentleman walked home, saw two kittens sitting on his front walkway, and told his then seven-month pregnant wife, Hey, there's two stray kittens outside, they look really hungry, but let's not feed them because then they'll hang around. Well, the wife decided that she wanted to go ahead and feed them, and and they named the cats. One was Shulamith and one was Panda. Uh, Panda was a black and white medium haired and Shulamith was a little female black long haired. But the thing was they both had ears that curled back. Unlike the Scottish Folds that curled down, these actually curled back away from the head. Now Panda disappeared not too long after they started feeding these two kittens, but Shulamith did stay around and actually had several litters, all of which started showing these curled ears. Now, very quickly, this was accepted for CFA registration in 1986 and actually was available for championship status in 1993. And again, like Scottish Folds, this is a dominant gene, so cats who have this are going to pass this on. But what is interesting to me about the American curls is they are still allowing a lot of outcrossing with other cats, but they do not allow outcrossing with purebred cats. They only want domestic cats as outcrosses. And I think this is very interesting because obviously it's going to give the cat breed more of a hybrid vigor. And in fact, these guys don't have any noted health problems at all because of this intense outcrossing. There is both a long and short-haired variety. And like the Scottish Folds, they're going to be born with straight ears. But within a couple days, usually two to seven, they're going to go ahead and start curling away from the head. And it kind of curls and uncurls, relaxes, tightens back up to a permanent set at about four months of age. Now, these cats have kind of a modified wedge head. They shouldn't look like an American short hair. Again, remember, we're only using domestic cats as outcrosses. You're not going to see a lot of breeding of American Curl to American Curl right now. But the outcrosses will be discontinued in two years, in 2010. Then they're only going to allow the purebred American Curls to be bred with purebred American Curls. As far as personality goes, these guys are described as being very childlike, not wanting to grow up. In fact, they've even been called the Peter Pan of the catdom. They seem to want to be helpful. When a breeder has been comparing Scottish Folds to American Curls, she said one time that the Scottish Fold will sit on the couch and let you know what it wants for dinner. The American Curl will come over and help you cook it. These guys are also very creative and playful, and evidently one of their most endearing traits is head bumping, which is their way of saying hello or just I want to make sure that you're there. So very interesting new breed. At least I'm very excited to start seeing these. Um, But again, here we go where we've got one mutation, and now people decide that they want to go ahead and mix all sorts of other mutations with this. And so we're talking about things... Aptly named the elf breed in 2006 was a hairless curl-eared cat. So you've got a sphinx and American curl together. I don't know much about them. There's also half elves, which are the furred elves. There's dwelves which I guess are kind of a dwarf, but they add the munchkin. So the short legs, my gosh, I tell you, some of this stuff is just going to get really out of control at some point in time when we're going to have some very, very sick and messed up cats. Well, again, that's just my opinion right there, but it is about midway through our show, so we need to go ahead and take a break and hear from our sponsors. When we come back, the Veterinary News Network is going to tell us about how obesity is affecting our cats. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Ooh. Do I hear a can being opened? I believe I smell tuna. Catitude will return after these messages. That should give me enough time to investigate what's going on in the kitchen. Don't have a hissy fit. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food.
1: Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's cattreetray. dot com,
0: dot com. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. How dare they open a can of tuna and make a sandwich out of it? I can see why some of my celebrity pals prefer lasagna. Well, anyway, I did manage to grab myself the canary while I was in there. Quiet, bird. We're going to hear the rest of my show, Catitude. If you behave, I may not eat you. Until later. Hmm. Okay, Tom, you may continue. And
1: we are back to the Catitude Channel on Pet Life Radio again. My name is Tom, and I am your host. And we just had a good time talking about Scottish Folds and American Curls. And I tell you, there's just there's a lot of breeding going on with all of these mutations. And I mentioned the Elf and the Half Elf and the Dwelf. And gosh, there's Australian Curls and Ruffles and just all sorts of uh, different breeding going on out there and and certainly i think some of it's going to be very interesting but as i alluded to we've got to be really careful as we've seen with our dog companions sometimes we can get a little overzealous with how we want these animals to look with our selective breeding and we actually start selecting for some traits which may not be In the best interest of the pet. You know, you think about bulldogs and their very shortened faces. Um, Same thing even with Persian cats, a lot of times with the extremely short face. You just wonder um, are we really being smart about making sure that we're taking care of these animals in our care? Well, like I said, I don't want to get up on a soapbox. This is a fun show. Um, Love talking about animals and and cats especially. But one thing that we do need to talk about, and this is coming from my desk at the Veterinary News Network, is the fact that many of our pets are extremely overweight. Now, if you look at the CDC website, the Centers for Disease Control, you'll find out that here in North America, about one in four north american adults are considered obese and i'm sure all of you have seen studies about how our children are more overweight and more obese than they've ever been before and you know is it the sugary treats is it the video games the lack of going outside there's lots of different reasons that it could be happening some of it even genetic but what scares me is that now alongside of all of us that need to lose a little bit of weight me myself included a lot of our pets need to lose weight too in fact more than half of our dogs and cats are overweight or obese about 53 percent of cats can be classified as overweight or But what's scary to me is an additional 19% are considered obese. And that's a body condition score that's about 20% higher than optimal. I believe that's how they define that. So that means really three out of every four cats out there are overweight or obese. And these numbers, expanding as they are, no pun intended, are big warning signs. In fact, a lot of veterinarians are very concerned about this. And you as a pet owner, as a cat owner, should be concerned about your portly pet as well. Overweight pets are more prone to things like heart problems. They have worse skin than other animals. They actually can get lameness problems. And of course things like diabetes. Our cats are even more susceptible if they're overweight to a condition called hepa- excuse me hepatic lipidosis. And this is where fat starts infiltrating the liver, the kitty will go off food and go anorexic and not eat, and the liver basically does not function the way it should. You'll see the whites of the eyes start turning yellow, the gums start turning yellow, this cat becomes very jaundiced, or as it's known in veterinary terms, very ictric. And it requires some real heroic measures um, from your veterinarian and his or her team to make sure your cat can get through this including feeding tubes and hospitalization so definitely having an overweight pet is not a good thing now what kind of pets get overweight well we know that specific breeds of animals can, or have a propensity for being overweight if we're on the dog side we'd talk about labradors and cocker spaniels are at much higher risk but it seems that our purebred cats actually tend to be leaner than their non-purebred cousins. So if you're a person who has a domestic short hair or domestic long hair, that cat is at higher risk for being overweight or obese than the purebred cats. People a lot of times will ask me also, well, how about spaying and neutering? Doesn't that make them fat? Kind of a catch-22 there. Yes, if you spay or neuter your pet, you're going to reduce the need that animal has for... An intake of calories. In other words, their metabolism is going to slow down and the energy that they need to maintain themselves is going to decrease. So fewer calories need to go in. Unfortunately, we tend to keep feeding them just like they were intact or they were not spayed or neutered, and that tends to make them overweight at that point in time. A lot of us, too, and I am guilty of this and I promised a good friend of mine out in Colorado when I was visiting out there this week that I'm going to change this We tend to add to our pets obesity because we have very good intentions We keep the food bowl full all the time so the cat can snack all day long well if the food bowls in one location The cat's going to snack all day long. He doesn't need to worry about where it's at. He doesn't have to hunt for it. He's going to tend to gain some weight. And so a lot of animals are getting really twice as much as they really need each day. And if you think about it, if your family is like mine, nobody wants to see that food bowl empty, especially my cat's going to get right in your face if the food bowl's empty. And so they're going to continue to fill it up. And so, again our animals are getting more food than they actually need. So really one person should be in charge of feeding the pet. Now I mentioned all of these health problems that our pets can have, lameness problems, an overweight animal is more likely to tear their cruciate ligament, and yes, that happens in cats too, as well as dogs. They're gonna have more problems with arthritis, and if they're overweight, it's gonna cause more of a problem for their lifestyle if they have arthritis interesting study came down actually from purina and this happened oh i think the study completed about three or four years ago but they looked at labradors and they set them up into two different groups one group of labs was allowed to eat all they wanted so they were free fed all the time this second group was fed 75 percent of what The original group, the control group, was fed. And they kept these dogs for about 14 years. I think the longest-lived one ended up being 14, maybe 16 years old. But the study ran about 14 years. And what they found out was pets who free feed, in other words, if you always have food down available for them, live an average of two years less than pets who have a limited caloric intake. Two years. That's absolutely amazing to me that... Free feeding your dog or even free feeding your cat could shorten their lifespan by that much. It's it's just very scary. So what can we do about this? Well, first of all, you've got to have a good open dialogue with your veterinarian about the pet's weight. You can't be embarrassed. You can't be shy about it. Even if you have a few extra pounds yourself, you can't get mad if your veterinarian says, "Hey." Your little kitty here is overweight and it's going to cause a problem. Okay? We tend to overlove our pets and we show our love with food, whether it's too much of their normal food or too much of the tasty stuff we give them off the table. We're showing too much love to them and that's what's causing them to get overweight. Go to your veterinarian, have a good physical exam done. I've told you many, many times how important that is. Twice a year, get a good physical exam done, then get some blood work done. Now, Luckily, our cats don't tend to have a disease like hypothyroidism in dogs. Hypothyroidism can actually make them gain weight. Our kitties get hyperthyroidism in which the thyroid gland is overactive and they tend to lose weight, burn weight off a lot faster. But still, having that blood work done can help your veterinarian tailor the treatment protocol to get your cat down to a good weight. You want to devise a diet plan with your veterinarian too. Now please, whatever you do, don't just feed less of the same food. A lot of people think if they go out and they buy a grocery store brand of food and they just put, say, half of the recommended amount in the bowl, the cat's going to lose weight. Well, what you got to keep in mind is those recommended amounts include the amount of nutrients, like the vitamins and the proteins and the fats that the cat needs to survive on a daily basis. And if you cut that in half, you're going to cut things like the vitamins, the proteins and the carbohydrates and the fats in half as well. And that is not good for your cat. So definitely talk with your veterinarian. Find out what they would recommend for a good diet food, whether it's a light food that you buy from the grocery store or in, in some cases you might have to go to a prescription diet and those will work. A lot of these diets are going to be higher in fiber and that means that your kitty box is going to get fuller a little bit faster, but that's just part of the success that you need to see. Fiber is going to make the cat feel a lot more full and therefore they're going to eat less and that's really what we want to see with our cats to help them start losing weight. Also, don't just put the food down in a bowl once a day and walk away from it. As I said, cats are grazers, they tend to eat all day long. Even us, humans, shouldn't have one big meal a day. Digestion is work. So if we eat several small meals a day, we can actually lose weight more easily than eating just one large meal a day. And the same thing holds true for our feline friends as well. So what I'm doing with my cat, with Vulcan, because he is extremely overweight, and now that I'm in my new house and we've got two stories and lots of stairs and and places, I'm buying some more food bowls and I'm taking his daily ration of food and I'm splitting it up into these different bowls. So now he has to go out and actually hunt. For his food. And I'm putting some of them at floor level, some up along a half wall so he has to jump up and get it. And of course, put some upstairs where he has to go up and down the stairs to get at the food. And I really am hoping that that's gonna help him lose weight. And of course, like with all of us, I'm gonna make exercise a priority as well. I'm gonna try to spend 30 minutes of playtime with him, getting the laser light out, getting the little kitty teaser out, and just moving him around a little bit more so that he will burn more of those calories. Above all of this, we've talked about exercise, we've talked about changing the diet, talking with your veterinarian. Stay in communication with your veterinarian. There are times when you're going to run into setbacks, even obstacles, and you may need to revise your pet's diet, and that's okay. Stay in communication, because otherwise you'll get discouraged, you'll forget about it, and you'll go back to the same old routine, and your cat's not going to be healthy. All of this is real good advice for you, too, if you're trying to potentially lose weight like I am. Just make sure that you don't get discouraged by any of the setbacks or obstacles. Sometimes we hit a plateau, and we just have to rearrange things a little bit until we get moving down that slope again. When you do things like this, you are going to add years to your life of your pet, and that's going to add life to your years. We talk about that all the time. If we can add years to our pet's life, they're going to add life to our years. Well, that's about it for today. Again, I've had a wonderful time talking with all of you. Next week, I think we're going to try to finish up the bodily mutations of cats. I hate saying that, but there's a few other breeds out there that uh, we've been doing things like the munchkins that have the short legs and a few others that we should probably talk about. And then we'll finish up uh, the 41 breeds. That the cfa recognizes we've still got to talk about turkish cats and we've got to talk about some of the long-haired breeds like the balinese Um, talk about some of the more rare breeds like the chartreux and the russian blue So all of those are going to be coming up on shows. And, of course, as always, switch over to the Pet Doctor when you get a chance. My good friend, Dr. Bernadine Cruz, is the Pet Doctor here on Pet Life Radio. And she has a lot of great advice, not only for cats, but for dogs and and many other pets that you might have. I know a lot of you are living in mixed households out there. And if you get a chance, drop us a line here at Tom at PetLifeRadio.com. Again, tom at petliferadio.com. I do try to answer all of my email as quickly as can. And I also will give a little shout out to you on the radio. Send us pictures of your kitty cats. Let us know how they're doing. And just be out there, have fun, love your cats, and happy purrs to all of you. For Pet Life Radio, I'm Tom Doc, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye
0: now.